Hello, and welcome to Cousin Chat, where we talk about what matters. I'm Donna, and today I have Kenyana with me. Kenyana, say hello to the people. Hello, everyone. And I also have my cousin Dayborn with me. Say hello. Hello, hello. Okay, so today, you know, we're going to just jump right in as we always do. Today, we're doing a follow-up chat to the episode that was titled Functioning Under Ineffective Leadership. And that was, you know, season two, episode five. But today we're looking or we're asking the question and exploring why good leaders leave. And we really believe that, well, I believe, I'll speak for myself, I have my cousins on here, they can speak for themselves, but I do believe micromanagers have a huge part to play in that. And I look at, um, you know, a lot of uh, professions sometimes, jobs, companies, organizations, where good leaders do actually leave because they're not allowed to do what they've been asked to do or they're not allowed to carry out the jobs that they've been asked to carry out. And I think it's so weird or ironic because the leaders or people above them have put them in the positions. And I would like to think that you wouldn't put somebody in a position if you didn't think they were capable of handling it. But then at the same time, you're, you stick your hands in everything that they do. You know, it's kind of like, okay, let me just make sure they're doing it right. But there should be a level of confidence that you put in your leaders when you give them the positions. And so that's when it takes us right back to the micromanagers. And, you know, what are your thoughts on any of that? Because I'm thinking if you place, like I said, if you place someone in a position, you have to give them a chance. And my thing is if they mess up, well, that's an opportunity to help them you know okay well let's talk about what went wrong well for me um i i've seen some of that uh up close what i i I find interesting about micromanagers is that it's like um i compare them to uh a a, a cook waiting to or watching a a a pot boil you know water boil Mm -hmm. or or someone who keeps coming in and you know testing 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 and it's like well can you just let this person do what they do mm-hmm. you know um because there's some people they get to their they get to the goal different paths everybody has a different path to get to their goal they're not going to do it exactly the same way now if the way they do it causes disruption to everyone else and i understand that you know maybe dialing that person back mm-hmm. but if you know everybody's there's some people who are more creative than others and they may have you know different flair to get to the end result let that person be let that person develop and you know as you're going as you're growing in a position i feel like sometimes that's the best way to figure out if you want to continue to pursue that line of work if you want to you know uh try a different area of the company where you think, you know, maybe my skills are best suited here versus there, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, putting, you know, everybody cannot, they don't fit in a box. Right. And I think micromanagers have a tendency to say, okay, so no, I need you to, to connect, you know, I need you to go A, B, C, D, E, F, G instead of A, D, F, you know, but if that person says, well, you know, 
but I don't need to do all of these things to get the same result. As long as they're not, like I said, changing up or, or being disruptive for, to anyone else. And as long as they're not, not missing any key steps, because it may be, maybe some of these steps can be eliminated. You know, and I think if you want something done a specific way, then you say that in the beginning. And then whoever you have given the job to, they can do it like you, you know, do it as you ask. But if you just tell them to do something and you don't tell them how or anything like that, and then they do it the way that they think it will be done the best, then you should really kind of just let them go, you know? Well, you have some, you have some leaders who may not have proven themselves to be competent or to be uh, very successful when giving a task. Um, I found myself at certain points in time, you know, over my career, I don't know how many people I've managed, I, four or five hundred. But there are some there are some people that you give them a task, and if you're not on them, if they don't constantly see you, if you're mm-hmm. not giving them input, then they slack off. So sometimes you would have to micromanage certain people. Now. The leaders that you have in place, are you supposed to have trust in them? Are you supposed to have faith in their abilities? Yes. But if they have not proven themselves uh, to produce the way mm-hmm. that the company needs them to produce, because remember, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're all working for someone. Right. So even if my process is ABC and you want to do it ACF, the company may want it ABCD. Okay. So we still have to follow what the company's protocol is, give you freedom to do what you do naturally, but we still have to follow guidelines of the company. So at certain points in time, some people do need to be micromanaged just to make sure they're on task and doing it according to spec. Right. And I think you raised a good point. You know, sometimes you do have to kind of stay on people sometimes, even if they've been put in the leadership position, because you got to think. If this is if leadership is new for this person, they may not get it right away. You know, they may not understand what is really required of them in this leadership position. So the potential could be there, but sometimes it just needs to be guided. So, you know, and I'm also thinking about potentially good leaders that might not step up after seeing other people be micromanaged. You know, if if I'm a good leader and I know I could do this, you know, a job, but I see how you treat Kenyana, you know, and Kenyana's in a leadership position and she's always being micromanaged. Well, I don't want that. So you know what? I'm not even gonna step up. You know, so even when people ask for volunteers, I need someone to take over this or I need someone to lead that. Well, you know what? Sometimes a person may be thinking, I could do it. I know I could do it, but I don't like the way that this person who's asking micromanages so I just won't even bother and I think sometimes you lose good people like that and that's you know because they don't want to be treated like that Kenyana so let me ask you because I I understand both sides of that what you're saying Dave one because you're right especially Mm -hmm. if it's a new person I, I agree you have to watch them to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do um and then everything ain't for everybody we've talked about that before so there are some people who thrive in a micromanaged environment, micromanaged environment, you know, and that's fine for them. They can, and they can deal with someone who looks over their shoulder and that person loves looking over everybody's shoulder. Great. You know, but for people who are, 
I think more creative or just have a different way of doing things. It may just be that they have to find somewhere else to go because as Dayborn, to Dayborn's point, if your company says you have to do it to spec, you know, then, you know, that's, that's different. Then, then you may not, if you're a creative person, you may not be able to, to do well in an environment that says you have to cross all the, all the T's and dot all the I's, you know, um, mm-hmm. But, you know, like in the military, you know, there's there's certain things that you have to do a certain way, period. Right. You know, maybe, you know, maybe maybe you you're supposed to make the bed a certain way. But your drill instructor says, OK, I'll let you have pink sheets today. And you're you know, sometimes um, you, you hear that statement. Um, what is it? Good leaders know how to follow. So maybe I don't want to do this this you know the way that you're saying but you know what this is a new position for me I'm going to do it the way I've been asked to do it you know mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. have to learn and it just makes you I think a better leader because you have been a follower you have been able to take instruction from someone else you know and I, I would say this also people with the true leadership gene can kind of understand a micromanager because they understand the pressure that might be on that person Mm-hmm. They can understand that, okay, if something goes wrong, they're not coming to me. They're going to that micromanager. And that may be the reason why that person is micromanaging because you don't know what's going on behind closed doors when when the uh, CEO or the president or the VP comes and says, why are things not going the way they should go? I have an account. I won't name this account, but this account makes weapons um, and they make weapons for the military. And there's a certain way that these weapons have to be put together. You may want to put the pin first and then you may want to put the hammer and then you may want to put the barrel. No, but the military says you need to put the barrel. You need Mm -hmm. to put, you understand? So I think people with the true leadership gene can understand where another leader is coming from, especially in crunch time. Right. And you, you made a good point. My question, you know, that I was going to pose to the two of you is what do you think can help micromanagers let go or pull back a little bit and um you but you spoke to the point of why it might be difficult because they know if something goes wrong it's coming back on them or you know if if i if i don't get my worker or my the person i've put in position doesn't get this exactly right it's coming back on me so then what is something oh how can micromanagers find a little bit more peace like sometimes they may not even realize they're being a micromanager mm-hmm. so and this is to... two things uh-huh. there's two things it's performance and personality so i have to be confident in your performance i have to be able to say if i were to take sick i know that the next person in line will keep things going mm-hmm. but then again you have to look at that micromanager's personality how were they raised what did they see growing up what did they go through early on in their career that may have driven them to be a micromanager? And, you know, most micromanagers don't think they micromanage. They think they manage well. You know, <laughs> they don't they don't think that they're micromanaging. They're thinking that they're doing their job to the T the way everyone else should. And if you don't do it this way, then you're not good enough. Um, so we just have to be able to understand that, okay, if your performance shows me that you're capable or I'm capable of walking away and things and I come back and things are great, then you may get a little less micromanaging. But if you're not showing me 
um, the potential that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. If your potential is not um, making itself readily known, you know, oh yeah, you're going to get this micromanagement. Yeah, I was just thinking it's got to be trust. They have to trust. They have to, you know, they're the, the people underneath them to know that they're going to get the job done. You know, so uh, I, I mean, I, I, I can, I, I think it would probably be very hard <laughs> for a micromanager to yeah. to uh, to trust people. But if if he or she works very closely with the people underneath them. And uh, they should be able to, I would think, I would think they'd be able to identify people who will get the job done as well as they do and say, well, then in, in this case, I will take a day off because I know that she knows exactly how I would do this job. And in my absence, I don't have to worry about her missing a step because she's going to do it this way. You know, so, it, but I, it has to be one where, the, uh, you know, they, they, they know how their people perform. Yeah, I completely agree. For the micromanager, trust is key. They have got to believe 100% that the person who is in charge of this task underneath me is capable of doing it and completing it, you know, because they need that. Otherwise, they will always micromanage. And I was I was a micromanager. I would uh, take a day off, and I'm constantly on the phone with 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 my lead person, or I'm constantly on the phone with the supervisor. How are things going? Did this work out? Did you do this yet? What did they say about this? Did this come out? Not because I didn't trust them, but because I held I hold myself to a level of excellence and a standard. And even in my absence, that standard should still be seen it should still be obvious to anyone who looks who's looking in and i had to learn though i was giving myself i was stressing myself out this job was here before <laughs> i got here and it's gonna it's be gonna here be. after i leave that's i was just going to ask yeah. you you had to have been tired yes, to make all yes. those calls where you're supposed to be taking a break you're not taking a break if you keep calling to check i didn't know how to turn my, my brain off but I think that's a not a problem, but I think that's an issue for micromanagers or even leaders who are really good leaders at heart. They just want to make sure everything is running smoothly. It's like they just need to know. You know, I remember <laughs> when I first started teaching, it was, you know, it's not like the person that was in my classroom or the sub, you know, it wasn't, they weren't working for me. But I actually would keep in contact with the subs and like okay how's everything going did they, you know like just I know Kenyana please don't look at me like that Kenyana folks who were listening she just looked at me like that is so crazy and it was but I just wanted to make sure that they were doing what they were supposed to be doing and then even my co-workers I would text them you know did you hear any noises come out of my classroom today like I just I really because you know when I first started teaching you know you I just wanted everything to go right and I hated being absent. I still do. I haven't been absent one day this year, folks. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there. But um, I don't know. It's just something about just wanting things to go right. But now, I mean, I've got over 20, what, 20 years, 21 years in the game. Look, if I'm out, whatever happens, happens. I'm sure that whoever, you know, whoever's in the classroom will do what they're supposed to do. And even if they don't, I'll be there tomorrow. 
you know. And, and my anxiety was a little different from yours because you don't know, or you may not know who's coming in your classroom. But mm-hmm. what helped me was, okay, when you hired this person, you trained this person. You're with this person daily. Mm-hmm. So are you not trusting that person or are you not trusting what you instilled or put or taught that person? So when I stepped back and said, I gave this person everything they needed to take my job. So why am I nervous <laughs> that they're not going to do the job well? And when I was able to take that breath and step back and say, even if something does fall apart, I trust myself to be able to put it back together tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It was a whole new world for me. And I turned my phone off now. I don't even leave my work phone on. I turn it off completely because whatever happens today can be fixed tomorrow. Yeah. And see, you know, you you end up with a little bit less stress and just put your faith in the leaders that you have among you. And so, guys, thank you so much for listening to uh, Cousin Chat today. If you want to follow us, you can do that on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you want to listen to our episodes, you can go to CousinChat.com. That's C-U-Z-N-C-H-A-T dot com. And you can find the links to your favorite streaming platforms on there as well. So I'll just go right into the takeaway. So for me, what I would say is, you know, if you put someone in a position of leadership, let them do their job. If something goes wrong, use that as an opportunity to guide and encourage them so their leadership skills can build. That's my takeaway for today. Very good. Very good. I like that. Do either of you have anything to add to that takeaway today? That was a wonderful takeaway. I don't think anything else needs to be said. Agreed. All right. So until we come back to our next cousin chat, I'm Donna. I'm Kenyatta. And I'm Dayborn. And this has been Cousin, cousin Chat. Chat. All right. Be blessed, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye.